Everybody, welcome to Murder Moose, part Murder of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. I'm oh, Rod. He said it up front. He said it up front. I oh know it's. You didn't even have to cover up for me, Josh, and do it yourself later on or any of that shit. I felt just... so important last week. It was crazy because I. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever said it. I was like, wait a second. I just I I put a tie on. It was a clip on, but I made it look like uh, I was put you know pulling it up and being like a businessman. And then right after I said it, I just <laughs> threw it away. <laughs> yep, Josh is like I'm gonna be official this week. And Josh, Josh. Well, I mean, if you want to be official, you can introduce our guest for the week if you want, or you can let me do that. I mean, it depends on. Do you want to wear your big boy pants today? No, it's all on you, man. I, I did it once <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> so I have brought in a friend from Twitter, uh, Mr. Friday. He is from the Nightlight Podcast, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Uh, welcome, friend. How you doing, sir? Hey, how's it going, everyone? Yeah, I'm doing really good. It's a solid night. I'm really excited for the topic ahead of us. It's one of my favorites. So yeah. thank you for having me on. You guys are awesome. And yeah, I appreciate it. No problem, thank man. Thank you for coming. Thank you yeah, for coming on, man. This is always people, awesome to have a guest. When people ask me, it's like, oh, do you want to talk horror? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. yes. If I have time exactly. and I have the, like, the capability to do so, I'm going to do it. Of course. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, I'm sitting there and... um. Our buddies at uh, Dead in Santa Carla are doing a whole network uh, thing this a month on their show about uh, Shutter movies, and one of the movies they're doing is Psycho Goreman. And I'm like, "Hey, uh, guys!" I'm like texting Andy uh, or messaging Andy on Discord. I'm like, "Hey, if you guys need someone, I'm like Brian. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna. You guys, you know, I talk about Psycho Goreman a lot. You, you guys can, you know, you know. I'm bring literally me on getting and talk a about- Psycho Goreman tattoo. That's how in love <laughs> oh, wow. with that movie I am. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Josh. Jo- Josh has like awesome horror tattoos all over his arm, including Black Phillip, and it's uh oh shit, I love it. The the most metal goat of all time, <laughs> for real. The most yeah, Black Phillip doing his shit, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, uh, it's always good to talk about. That's what I love because it's such a uh, it's such a universal thing for us that like are into horror. It's we're not all gonna be like, oh, that's my favorite movie, or like that's my favorite subgenre or whatever but man like most of us can get along and like you know come and talk about shit that is we enjoy and that's what i love about the the horror community i know we went there were issues last year with certain podcasts going and telling people that they couldn't do what they were supposed to do because they ripped off names of things and things like that. So we don't talk about I don't that. understand that. I don't <laughs> yeah, understand I know. that shit. But, but that's just like I, that's I, almost part of the like or I guess that's just ego shit talking or whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So. Right. And they call it a community not... for a reason, right? We we welcome yeah. everyone in. Even if like, exactly. the name is somewhat similar, we have another podcast that's called Nightlight, and they're actually super nice to us and stuff like that. Yeah. And although we talk about completely different things, it's it's a community, right? We yeah. love the topic. We love the genre. We love what it brings to people, the joy. So yep. it's, it's worth celebrating that. We welcome everyone, right? Yeah, exactly. I, it's... That's why what, Rod and I get you... along too, because that that's that's how we see the world. And I think me coming from like being in bands and stuff, because I've met other bands that uh, not too far. Actually, my first band ever when I was like twelve years old was Aftertaste, 
And then it turned out like we, you know, had some longevity, but there was another band in the next city over that started touring back and forth between Calgary and Edmonton like we were, and they were named Aftertaste. So we got rid of the E in Aftertaste. So because we were getting put on bills at, and people thought it was the different thing. So, but we still were friendly with the band and like, you know, it was just a funny joke. We could high five each other, yeah. right? So whatever. It's funny because we talked about it before and like it's having things that have the same name as you is also funny because, man, I, I know you've probably done it too, Freddie, where you go, which version of this movie that are you talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, That's we, true, yeah. We had, because so many oh, horror movies, God. especially low budget horror movies, have such weird generic names and it's like a reoccurring thing. Like, and Josh and I actually had a thing where we, Josh watched the wrong movie because we uh like, I think it was Shutter had a movie called Spiral, like in like twenty eighteen yes. or twenty nineteen, and Versus I watched it. And I was like, Spiral, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And well, then Josh no, watched was one different... was uh, like, it was a political like thriller type movie, wasn't it? That you watched, like it was I like a remember. different. I don't think it was Spiral, but that was another movie that that's around the time where I I don't think the movie was actually called Spiral, but there was one movie that we were attempting to watch for the show and i don't know how i found it or where <laughs> or what i watched it on but it was comp it, it was still in the horror genre so like i felt like it was the right movie and it was an indie but it was like super low low budget indie with like no lighting no good no good <laughs> acting whatsoever or a good story and i i painst yeah it was pain painful yeah. to watch and then i came to like just shit on it on the show and he's like no that's not what we what are you talking about that's not the right thing and i'm like <laughs> that's not the plot. oh no that was an interesting episode <laughs> i think we had talked that we ended up having something else we had both like seen that we talked about so it was like it ended up working like out all right but yeah um okay freddie i have to ask you like your love of horror you know you like you recall when you like were like man i love this shit like do you have in that like an exact moment or you don't even have to have an exact moment do you like have like a time period where you go this is my you know this is my jam kind of thing yeah no i for sure do i mean me i'm a big movie fan in general so i love the all yeah. of the genres but uh the big one that hit me uh for hordes specifically as a genre was uh the conjuring the conjuring nice. when i first saw it in theaters i was like damn this is a very well-made movie uh yep. it put like james wan back on the map with a bunch of stuff and i was just like wow, I really appreciate the camera work. I appreciate the storytelling. I appreciate the character development. Where it's like, this is a well-done story where I haven't really seen that in horror movies for myself because I wasn't a big horror fan yet. And now I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, horror's like the best genre out there for storytelling. Yeah. It's like phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really happy Prince, which is my um, co-host on the show, really wanted to start doing this um horror podcast and he knew that i loved movies he's like oh you have a great way to break down movies you do really good analysis do you want to join it i know horror is not a big thing for you but i would appreciate to be on the show i was like sure why yeah. not so ever since then diving deep to like the indies to like the big blockbusters for horror films just like opened my mind for everything but it yeah. all started with the conjuring man it is it is such a everything james wan does is like so like expertly crafted right like yeah. he josh wasn't a huge fan of malignant i thought malignant was super dope but like he did what he wanted to in that movie honestly and... dude i think it was just a timing thing 
because like that's <laughs> I I got to be honest with it, man. Like because yeah. like I, I um the things that you brought up and after I you know had time away from just like being down as well like it was just a, yeah. a weird downer time in my life i really didn't want to watch it's just i don't know I, I i had such high expectations because i love james wan like the conjuring was like for me i'm so desensitized because i've been like obsessed with horror since i was a little kid and it was the first movie that i saw in theaters that actually successfully got me with a jump scare two separate mm -hmm. times i jumped and i never jump i'm usually the one laughing at my friends for doing it because it's I, i'm looking at the movie a little differently over analyzing how it's made blah blah, blah whatever but like I, it it was so well done that it pulled me in and i got like the full just like theater experience out of that movie so like going into malignant i was just like i my expectations were so high and the opening scene just felt like really bad acting to me and i was like what am i watching like the 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 camera work was there the lighting was there but i felt like man they are it, this is such a studio looking movie and i just i, I was i was conflicted i was way too conflicted but <laughs> all the stuff you brought up of how yeah. he got to make a b studio film with a crazy budget, it, it, you got to give like insane props yeah. because like he's the only person in the world that is allowed to do what he's doing. Like making, no one else is going to get away with it. So I that's love what it. happens. Six, yeah, that's yeah. what happens when you uh, make Aquaman. You make over a billion dollars. They're going to give you creative freedom, and they're like, and even yeah, the studio's the like, oh, I don't know if we should have done that. But, but I the love the fact that he gave a middle itself. finger. Like yeah. the country universe itself is made like it. Uh, Warner Brothers its own like Marvel Cinematic Universe for horror in the amount right. of money it's pulling in right so he's yeah. he's the golden child of Warner Brothers and he can literally do whatever the hell he wants now and yeah, like exactly kudos love it he saw was where I James Wan just pulled me in man oh and right. that movie is just so I, I would say that movie was one of my favorite experiences in this like in the 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 theater and I still remember showing Saw to people, a couple roommates in college who were like, oh, this movie sucks. And then the twi the ending happened and they're like, oh my God. It like just blew <laughs> their fucking minds. And uh, it's just such a, he just does everything he does, like is just so expertly crafted. Right. Um, with that, like, you know, you coming into Conjuring when you did and like really dropping your, your horror uh, love. Is there like, we talk about all the time how horror can like, gets away with telling stories and talking about subjects that like other genres don't we we just we talked about antlers last week and antlers has that heavy heavy like you know tone of like child abuse and shit like that right. but it like it approaches it in such a different way that like not everyone sees like, like you can't do that in like you could do it in a drama movie but you're not gonna fu fucking put a a Wendigo in there, like <laughs> eating people's faces and shit, right? I mean, you um, can, but <laughs> you can, but then it's the you just <laughs> that's a horror, horror but like, yeah. But what is what is kind of like the uh, like the 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 like subgenre, or what is the like the thing about horror that you like are enjoying digging into, like as much it, like you're talking about watching uh new nightmare for the first time today like which is such a it's such a groundbreaking cool film but like 
it shows a lot. But what what do you what have you really enjoyed over the last you know whatever amount of years digging into and like kind of like exploring, especially what it sounds like how you how your mind explores horror. Yeah, I I love movies that have good valuable lessons about either about life or maybe even about mental illness or just like yeah. the tragedies of life, right? One movie really stands out for me, which I always like talk about, is Relic. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it pretty much depicts dementia in a very symbolic way of like the yeah. house being haunted and kind of deteriorating and changing. Love- yeah. That was like and- the first movie we did for the show, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. that movie it was like oh blew my mind i was like oh that's really yeah. great and i think that's why i kind of like connected with the night house so much too because it also talked about yeah. like mental illness depression grief and all of these Suicide, things that we normally don't talk yeah. about yeah um, it, it yeah it makes it relatable it, it like, all the time yeah it trans it makes <laughs> yeah. it so that you have a way that makes it like it puts out something that might not be accessible to like everyone else like on a normal day like like we talk about animals again like that child abuse thing is behind that monster thing. And you talk about suicide, depression, all the things in the night house that we're talking about are like heavy, heavy shit. subject matter. Yeah. This movie and, is so heavy for that. Like yeah. super, super and heavy. it's told in an appropriate way too. They don't really yeah. like throw it all over your head and stuff like that. They don't try to like overdo it, but it's also beautifully haunting. And, and, and yeah. it's a good way to visually represent what that feels like and what the tone should feel like. Even if someone yeah. didn't go through that kind of stuff as well in their life, they can perfectly understand of what someone would feel if they were in that position, which is good. So, Jer- I was texting Jerry, uh, who did a bunch of shows while Josh was gone, like, and he he was telling me about how that movie was like they had pitched it as a Hellraiser movie, which is huh. like which like one? Uh, the Night House. It was pitched as a Hellraiser film, and then after they made the Night House, they the director got is the one doing the new Hellraiser movie. So That's like, true. The right. one, yeah. With the, uh, which, which also makes sense because if you watching this film, it's got that like eerie isolated feeling of the original Hellraiser, um, which is, I, I, I really, really enjoy that movie and it's like cool practical effects and uh, everything that's in that movie. That is like, what it is and what it turned into are two completely different things. Right. But, Okay. This, mo- I have this to movie, add- though, like I, I gotta front load this though. Um, it hit me weirdly different, and the timing of when it came out to, uh, life events with, um, like I just lost my brother-in-law and was there for my sister, and just like the the amount of like weird things that were very yeah. similar that were happening in my life to this movie, all at the exact same time, and the feelings and everything. I was like, this movie hit way heavier. For me, so to rewatch it as like uh, for the show instead, it 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 just like it was this weird cloak of like oh my god, I really felt yeah. the characters, everything going on. Um, but now watching it again for the show and just like to critique and everything, holy fuck, is this movie so well done? Like it's yeah. it's brush strokes for like what you're saying uh, that you liked about Relic and the way it, it handles. Uh, certain situations and then brings it to light in a movie sense is it's like a painting it's beautiful yeah. 
I love that you said it's like a painting because this movie itself doesn't give you a lot of clear answers. So a lot of people can yeah. interpret it into different ways. Like, oh, was the whole movie symbolism? Did any of it really happen? Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit of both. And they kind of give you plot holes for each one too. It's like, okay, that makes it more realistic. But that take also makes it more realistic. And there's no yeah. right answer, which is great. I yeah, I think that's I, brilliant. And most yeah. people that don't talk about movies or don't appreciate movies on the level that I guess the three of us would hate movies that end or leave open <laughs> yeah. holes. They all hate. They want the Hollywood yeah. bullshit stuff that, you know, the popcorn. It's like, no, this is. They want the concrete answer. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like I wouldn't obviously, uh, you know, tell anyone in my family to watch this movie, but <laughs> anyone that wants to see yeah. a really good movie definitely has to check this movie out. I think it's like a show like this. It's often like if you have like something interesting to talk about with something like this, like even the the plot of this movie is it's it's it seemed comes off as simple at first. Like this movie has very like it has very uh it has very haunted house vibes. The the two movies I kept thinking about while watching this film were uh, what lies beneath with mm, the yeah. with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer and then the girl on the third floor with CM Punk and and like I don't even remember a, a whole lot about that movie but it had a lot of those vibes with like what the haunted house can do like what you can do with it kind of a haunted house uh, film but like you're talking about how like the the the, the movies that can be interpreted like interpreted like you have to think about it, maybe like interpret it your own way. Uh, we talked about uh, Come True earlier, like uh, months ago. Did you have you seen Come True yet? Uh, oh, I'm watching it this week actually. Um, it's on my list, but I hear yeah, nothing that, but great things about Come True. Yeah, it's very, very coolly shot. And dude, you hit that the ending of that movie hits, and you're just like, it, it's like. It goes not off the rails, but it goes fucking crazy the last twenty minutes or so for a film that's pretty out there as you begin. And just the aesthetic of that movie is what really, well, uh, first and foremost, yeah. drew me in for us to to talk about it. But like, yeah, and judge a book by its cover. We got to stop doing that so often, but sometimes yeah. it really works out for us. Like other times, oh, yeah, I mean, it fair. has been the complete opposite, and it's like they spent all their budget. <laughs> on the poster to get us to fucking watch it and now we hate everything <laughs> we have we have a we have a friend of the show uh who named katie peters is her name and she uh she's a streamer but like where i met her and uh she's terrified of of sharks and so she's come mm. on and talk about two really b shark movies she talked about sky sharks with us which we were all kind of like, holy shit, this is actually entertaining. It's a, I mean, it's a goofy movie, but right. like, you know, what you're it's, going. It's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it goes but over then, the top like Kung Fury. Like the 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 filmmakers really, they knew how to do like a certain level of special effects themselves, so they could get away with like high concept and really going for it, and yeah. like it, it it ended up kind of working out because it's so over the top but they actually yeah. did a decent enough job with the special effects that it made it like that funny B vibe that it's just right. like, whoa. And a lot of topless <laughs> decapitation scenes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie, then we talked about another one called uh, Sharks of the Corn, which was mm. probably the worst movie we've seen on this. If not the second worst, it was up there with like, <laughs> I think it's the worst, <laughs> it was, man. I don't know. Yeah. 
Like honestly, it's... some of the kills in that uh, slasherette are better than this whole movie. So yeah, no, it's definitely the worst. Okay, Freddie, I have to ask then. Uh, the, with uh, we we haven't done it as much because of like just the, how the show has like been bouncing around with a lot of stuff. But how ha, have you like? How has your dive into foreign horror been? Have you d- like tried to dive into any foreign horror yet, or like lots of foreign horror? Or what do you like? Uh, at least for me, I don't go to it as often as I should. But we do do yeah. a lot because of the show. Because sometimes we'll do yeah. a little bit of uh, deep cuts, and we'll actually watch movies that are from like the foreign horror scene. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of good ones. I I remember last year, Titan is really good. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, uh, but I feel like I need to watch more. There's so much out there that I just want to like watch them all, to be honest. I the the way you were talking about things, I, I'm kinda thinking that you might really like a high tension, which is a Oh, we a, saw that. I don't yeah. Oh yeah, Brutal. yeah. That's a yeah. Oh. It's one of that's those tough that's watch. one of those movies that I can't I don't know if I want to ever rewatch it because I yeah. still I put that up there as the one movie that affected me more than any other movie like that that we just how that whole uh home invasion part where the the head gets stuck and then decapitated it by the stairs oh, and yeah. she's stuck in the like that whole thing i was just like uh no no like i felt yeah, that i, movie I went don't there. know if it was the, the, the yeah like yeah. they went there and i felt like really not okay after i watched that and i was like really like i am normally like not i don't know it could have just been the day but I, okay. I completely like... agree with you. Um, there's yeah. two movies that we did for the show, and the ones that affected me was that one and Eden Lake. I don't know if you've seen Eden Lake, but that was also Eden... a really hard movie to watch. Yeah, that's another one of those movies that I, it gets has been ruined for me just from watching YouTube videos. Right, that video that that movie comes up on a lot of lists with because uh, it's Magneto, right? It isn't stars in that. Uh, what's his name, Michael? Uh, uh, Michael, what's his? I can't. Fastbender. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael Fastbender. You're right. Yeah. Um, and that movie, like, I've had it ruined for me a couple times on different videos, like with the ending of that movie, because it gets oh. it gets put on those r- real grim lists, right? Yeah. That, that um, ending is very uh, morbid yeah. for sure. He's yeah. Not happy. It's one of those. It's one of those things where Josh does like you know short films, and he's done been doing movies for a long time, and. He's always like, you're always going off about how that's how you like to end movies. It's just like, but I do it kind like of like, well, I don't know. My movies have gotten a little bit more of the serious tone when I, you know, more recently. But like, for the most part, it was just because like all my favorite like comedy movies, it was just like a comedic thing. It's like, yeah, everyone dies in my movies, whatever. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> nobody <laughs> lives. Uh. <laughs> okay. So what is, uh, are you? I have to ask though. One of my favorite things ever is uh, '80s real heavy special effects things. Are you? Uh, are there a lot of like films in the '80s that you have seen or you're you're embracing? Is your, you know, like going back to catch up a lot of things? Like The Thing is one of my favorites. Uh, the Fly is one of my favorites. Like just those things where the '80s where they just really showcased practical effects back then. Are you real into like that kind of like practical effects heavy I films? Love practical effects. Yeah. I think that's why The Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time, too, is because yep. the use of practical effects looks so great. Uh, I'm yep. all for it. If if you can do it practical, do it, please. Yeah. Um, it makes course, movies you know, hold the test of time so much better, too. Right. Yep. If it looks good and it's practical, you're, you're completely right. It holds, like, 
it's like a time capsule of just like that still looks great today and it doesn't look yep. dated where yep. of course there's some movies that's like okay yeah, the cgi helps with the storytelling and helps with like what you want to accomplish as a visual storyteller sure i'm all for yep. that as well i'm all for for technology and like helping out the storytelling yeah why not but it, if it could be practical please do it i'm all about that. <laughs> dude we've been uh i've been like over the last couple of years been going back to a lot of early like mid mid 90s which in the 90s were a very like rocky decade for like films like for horror films right but like things that i really enjoyed back in the day that i still really enjoy things like the frighteners and yeah. where, which like yes. the practical effects and that Peter like, jackson led... it's got to go back to horror I, that's all i gotta say man that'd be great yeah. i'm glad Dude, you brought that alive. movie up i don't think a lot of people yeah. talk about that movie and i love that movie yeah it's fantastic have Michael you seen J. dead Fox, alive man come on yeah dead alive <laughs> brain dead you mean yeah, I mean either or. Have you seen that one yet, Freddie? Uh, it not. is. Oh, dude, it's on. That's his first it's on movie, YouTube. Is it not. It's a second film. Okay. It's the the That's one with Peter the big headed aliens. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I'll have to check. Yeah, it out. it's dude, dude. The the go on YouTube and search for it. It has the notorious one of the most notorious scenes ever in horror where the character is using a lawnmower. And just oh, God. fucking up these zombie things, and it is like used. I don't even know how many gallons of blood, but it is like <laughs> if you like practical stuff, it's uh, uh, Jerry and I talked about it while you were gone, Josh, and it was like it's such oh, a really? fun. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's that. I don't know. We 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 said in it, we were like, it kind of feels like Peter Jackson is like kind of went soulless a little bit, like doing these big, you know big budget Lord of the Rings things and then like and those movies were great but like the, the Hobbit just feels like he drained everything out of that's, 300 that's pages saying, and, like when yeah. you see um, James Wan able to go and do Aquaman but then he comes back to his first love horror yeah. and does it you know he's still producing other ones but like the, I got we got to see Peter Jackson come back to horror like we should like yeah. start a petition or something <laughs> Yeah. I love that you brought up 80s horrors too, and this is why I love Malignant, because I feel like it yeah. felt like an 80s horror film again. Like you said, the yeah. opening scene is very like uh, bad acting and stuff like that. I saw it's like, you know exactly what you're doing. You want this to look like this. You're making it look like a B movie. You're making oh, it yeah. look like an 80s movie over the top yeah. for no reason. It's just balls to the wall. And it's like, yeah. it's literally like, I, I don't want to be like really gross with stuff, but it's like slapping his on the table it's like you get what you want <laughs> this is this Dude. is me it's like i'm doing whatever i want hey you're like, on hey, murder moose you, we, James we, Wan. we don't yeah i was gonna say that was that, that was that was a pretty mild thing that i've Perfect. said on the show like or, yeah oh my god <laughs> no, the things that I, come out of but, rod's mouth <laughs> but yeah. james yeah james literally said like i'm gonna make whatever i want because you gave me trust and we got yeah. that a little bit with uh, Zack Snyder with Army of the Dead, which a lot of people kind of hated and also loved. And I fell more to the love side because I was like, he made exactly what he wanted. It's like yeah. I give See, full creative so, freedom to the directors and storytellers out there. Yeah, I I appreciate. Uh, well, we brought this up a a, a number of times right around show, when it came out. Yeah. Um, but I I loved that he had the free reign because he's the he's one of the people that made uh zombie movies visceral again and like right. the remake of dawn of the dead was fucking amazing and so well done so to see him one of the like pioneers of the genre have the ability to progress it and give it give them new abilities and new you know powers and stuff i was like fuck yes like do that but 
as a filmmaker, fucking change your lens and never use just a 50 mil lens to do a whole movie ever again. Because fuck, man, that is just terrible. Yeah. My only my only thing with that, and this is a skip ahead five seconds after I before I when I say spoiler warning is how he did or spoiler warning. So five seconds. Terry Crews, man, what he did to Terry Crews in that movie. Uh, that's that. Man, other than that, I'm okay with. Like, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's... he's get the, he's got the keys to Netflix. Like, he's he's got this whole huge franchise thing that they're doing. Like, I watched the yeah. the other one with where they're just cracking safes, and that was yeah, you know, oh yeah, it was, it's not bad. You know, it was a fun watch. It's not a great movie, but like, right. I see what they're doing, and I'm totally into it, man. Like, Netflix yeah. has their yeah. Keep, Netflix keep doing did, it, Netflix. They have their Netflix Snyderverse, is, in a way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, ne- what Netflix is, did last year alone was, like, the, the Fear Street movies were fucking oh, awesome. They're, yes. They're so cool. There's, there's Somebody in Your House wasn't, like, a perfect movie, but it was fucking entertaining as shit. Like, stuff like that is just, like, they did a lot of cool stuff, especially for horror last year. And uh, it's, like, it's good to see because, like, we love Shudder. I mean, Shudder is something we talk about on the show all the time. And, but, like having other companies like putting out high quality horror movies, like regardless thing it yeah. as a thing, like, but now like Jordan Peele is, as another like person who's brought uh horror to the forefront and been like, no, this is like a classy genre that can be like, you know, top tier storytelling and like a place where you can really overly express yourself as a good filmmaker yeah. and actor and direct, you know, he, he got, taken seriously because of a horror movie and now he's like mm-hmm. oscar guy you know like <laughs> right now <laughs> everyone's looking forward to his next films and stuff like that yeah that's no. fucking awesome i can't wait I, you know i i love what i he's still doing. think i still think it's fucking hysterical that the thing that stopped him from acting was they offered him the poop emoji in the emoji movie and he's, <laughs> he's like, like nah this. <laughs> he's like i'm done <laughs> acting now fuck this shit He's like that's um, horrifying. Speaking of horror, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking, well, dude, it, it, and this goes back, and it goes back to that point we've brought up multiple times already. Like, like Get Out is such a like perfect like social yeah. commentary movie that like it is. It's way up, way more upfront with it than a lot of movies are, right? But like, it's but so it still up didn't there and feel he, heavy-handed though. And yeah. he did, he did something that uh, a lot of like. In a year or, you know, we were talking about The Matrix, like how they, you know, they had those things that were like groundbreaking visually or whatever. They recreate. Jordan Peele did that with Get Out. And it was just yeah. like a low budget horror movie. And that thing where he was falling, like that was something that blew my mind, blew so many people's minds and has been yeah. ripped off. Like to be able to do that visually, it's it's unbelievable, man. And to yeah. be such a great storyteller too, that script is insane. Like there's so yeah. many layers to it, and every single yeah. word is like intentionally put there to tell a different story that's hidden. And I'm just like, oh wow. And the yeah. comedic really freaking timing great. of some characters just for the relief too. It, he's right. a, yeah. It was perfect. He's, it was, dude, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have been. He knows better. what he's doing. <laughs> I, yeah. I wonder how much he doing what he did had to do with like Kenny Powers, uh, what do you call him, uh, coming in doing all the horror stuff he's done. Um, what's his name? I, uh, McBride, Danny McBride. Like he, oh, you yeah. know, is like because he did. He went in and did Alien Covenant. Was the one he was in, right? And he's all. He's a big part of the Halloween oh, movies. Yeah, right. yeah, and uh, the, what they're doing, and so it's like. 
you hear you hear all the time that comedy comedy and horror are so similarly linked and that's why like i feel like comedy horror can be such a successful like i think comedy horror is stuff that i can rewatch more than most horror also like so you get things like you know evil dead and and shit like that zombie land is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies ever because edgar wright's so fucking brilliant and yeah right. it's just you mean Shaun of the uh, dead what did i say zombie land I, oh, I'm just talking about other horror movies. Oh, okay. I love Zomb. I know I love Zombieland. Okay. Shaun of the Dead is an amazing movie too. I just wish Zomb- Zombieland Two was better. Like it was just yeah. It, it was, was right. Almost, I don't know. Like, I was they got it was back, in the same back world. but it was just like yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those things where you just like it. it, it you this wasn't ever going to be something that like you needed to do, redo. It, yeah. it makes it. It made me laugh though. It it had a lot that. I always watch Home Alone at Christmas time, right? And Home Alone and Home Alone Two is like the exact. Someone was pointing this out on Twitter the other day. It was like Home Alone Two is the exact same fucking film, and Zombie Land Two isn't exactly the same film, but it's like how far off are you, right? And it's <laughs> it, people don't it's like change, thing. Rod. People do not like no. change, right? That's yeah. the thing. It's like it, the sequel always has to be like the same thing, but just that much more bigger budget, a little bit more action yeah. pieces. I mean, we yeah. saw that also like, like non horror, but <laughs> Kingsman as well kind of fell yeah. in that category. Oh yeah, um, yep. yeah. It's I mean, you get it's just that's Hollywood, and that's with so much right. It's like go look at we got two more Mission Impossible movies coming out, that, which are gonna supposedly end that series for at least a little while. And it's just like how much crazier can we get everything every time? And same as Fast and Furious. Fast, Fast and, and Furious is gone. Yes. Yeah, it's to so space. over the top let's at this go. point. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's go. God. And it's <laughs> Josh, w- Josh didn't did not like that the Kay. Fast Nine. I I thought it was bad, but I liked it. But yeah. no, Fast Nine could fucking suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you know you're going into yeah. for. Like you you have to like I realize just, like it's just, I, it's just dumb. I appreciate action, those fun. characters. I appreciate those characters on uh, it's about on family, Josh. Yeah, I it's about family. <laughs> but it is though. Like I felt yeah. like. They were doing such a good job, and then James Wong came and actually made like a, a heartfelt movie, parted with Paul Walker in a, a a nice like not you know he he gave that franchise heart, and yeah. I already liked the characters a lot, minus the feuds and whatever. I even liked uh, F eight, and it was super ridiculous. But then Fast Nine, uh, the writers, the director, like. Justin Lin's awesome, but like he uh, drank the Kool-Aid that everyone else was like, hey, you don't need to make sense anymore. We all accept you as a thing that it just, it you know, throw yeah. logic out the window. So he's like, okay, we will. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck off. Like you, you can't do that as a filmmaker of, a, yeah. you know, like whatever you are like, doing. Oh, oh yes, I can. Yeah. I, I watch Seems it like still, do whatever but it doesn't wants. mean I have to like it. <laughs> okay. Very passionate. Before we dive into the Nighthouse fully, I have to say there was a lot of like pretty like last year was a pretty interesting year. Twenty twenty one was pretty interesting for horror. What was like besides the Nighthouse? What was some of the stuff you kind of really dug last year? Oh, I'll pull it up right now. I have it ready. Well, nice. I would like to say I did like. I, I okay. This is pretty aggressive. I've seen Malignant five times in theaters. So nice. Whoa! Yeah, um, I was pretty obsessed. With I really like first came out because I, I was like, this I is really like, yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Nothing ever comes out like this type of movie, and I think that's the thing I, that won me over. Not for the movie itself, but I'm like, 
who like gave this person the power to make this movie? This movie would have never been made otherwise. Yeah. Like James Wan killed it. Um, Werewolves Within. Josh Rubin directed yeah. that one. I love Josh Rubin. He's actually that a good, was great. genuine guy. And yeah. I laughed nonstop with that movie. I love the speech of like, oh, I'm a nice guy. It's okay to be a nice guy. Great monologue. Uh, yeah. I did like Candyman with Nia DaCosta at the helm for that. And I'm really excited to Hell see yeah. what she does with like the Marvel franchise. And I yeah. love seeing that. I love seeing uh, people moving from... Like I guess smaller budget stuff to big blockbuster because they're so good at what they do. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people hated Eternals, but I love that. I forgot what her name is, but she's the one yeah. that did Nomadland. I was like, that's really cool that she went from such an indie film to Eternals with all these. Yeah. But like Oscar like buzz that. craziness to having to be underneath, like you know, Disney, and it's like, no, you right. can't make your movie. You're making a Marvel movie. Yeah. And then they did I, it both, I, and they kind of had like yeah. tonal shifts, but that's fine. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. I I didn't watch it. I, I haven't seen it yet movie. either. I so I, I only I I'm a real brat when it comes to movies. Like the, the only theater I go to is Alamo, and the one by me wasn't open. Like it just mm. opened up for Spider Man again. Like it was the first time it opened up again, and so like finally, I I, to go. Spider yeah, Spider Man was the first time I've been in the theater, and like. Oh, since the, so the lighthouse. worth it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is, um, wow. The, so the first time I went back to theaters last year was uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And it was nice. just like 10 of our friends like just rented out the theater. So it was just us. So we could be like loud and like randomly cheer and stuff like that. It was really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. But other ones, the beta test. I don't know if you guys know Jim Cummings. I didn't, He's I, a really good I've director. heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard of that one. I have not seen. It's like one of those like... Oh, if this comes across, like that's one of those movies that goes, oh, it's gonna show up on Shutter at some point, and then I'm gonna, or like you know, one of those right. streaming services, and yeah. Oh, the beta test. Okay, there it is. Yeah, um, that's, that's that's the same really guy who one. did. That's the guy who did. Uh, what the fuck did he do? He uh, did Wolf of Snow else, Hollow. Though. Yeah, he did Wolf of Snow Hollow, which, okay. man, I I I that we recorded and talked about that with my friend who I met out in California last year, and she. Uh, she's a psychiatrist like or a therapist and so like it was interesting talking to her because like you i didn't know anything going into that movie and i'm like damn this guy is like out like there. everything that yeah and it's another everything that guy does i guess is very like we keep talking about it like addressing these social issues in like and that movie's all alcoholism and like right in like being the small town and all that shit and it, yeah it, that beta those- it's one of those movies where it's like you don't really get it until the credits hit, and you're just like, "Oh my god, yeah. the whole movie makes sense!" Like, yeah, damn, it's like kind of like kind of like the Nighthouse, yeah, actually, yeah. it's like <laughs> uh, uh. Nightmare Alley. You know, Guillermo del Toro, he doesn't miss. It's well shot, yeah. well directed, great acting. Uh, story was kind of cool, kind of boring at some parts, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, the I one I him. did like a lot was A twenty four's The Green Knight. I yeah, I've not seen that yet. Yeah. Is that horror? Is that considered horror? So, it could, it's weird because it's on a lot of people's horrors list, so I'm going to add it to the horror list. Okay. But it's it's in between. It's yeah, at, a great area, that's one of those to be mo- honest. I heard that, and I heard that same with pit, uh, with Lamb. Lamb yeah. was very, I heard, was like yeah. in that weird, like kind of like in between. Is kind it, of thing, it's right? more yeah. like psychological, like mind fuck than really like. Right, that's yeah, that's A24 it, for you, right? Uh, it yeah. threads the, the needle I'm, pretty well. 
dude i yeah. lighthouse is still like is another one of those movies that just i enjoy the ever-living shit out of so yeah, yeah. i yeah. guess another one that kind of fits that type of genre where it's like is it really horror but it felt like horror to me was spencer the movie about princess diana oh with yeah with uh with kristen stewart man man that woman I, I it makes me laugh to this day because there are still people out there trying to destroy Robert Pattinson before he plays right. Batman here, and I'm like, you motherfuckers need to go watch like this dude. Yeah, his like, indie act. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah like I'm really I've, happy he went indie. Yeah, yeah, like all the stuff that he did to prove himself as just a a well like rounded actor. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a twenty four films and like. The lighthouse and like a whole bunch of other just like crazy things where you're just like whoa and you just like you lose yourself in the character that he's playing and don't yeah i you know whatever twilight fuck off who gives a shit like jesus right. like give him that yeah. batman trailer the new one that just dropped holy shit that looks good like it uh, looks yeah. it looks Amazing. dark matt reeves is great oh yeah. yes it looks so. so cool. Yeah, I'm very, I'm excited. I mean, we've had so many Batman movies, but it doesn't fucking care when matter when you have like these directors doing different takes on them, right? Oh yeah, and, all of them. and getting okay to express yeah. themselves with like a big budget and characters that pe- everybody loves and is going to go line up to see anyways. So yeah, yeah, like Christopher Nolan has done his thing and now he's set the bar, obviously. But like to come and be like, no, 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 like. This is what everyone now expects. So I cannot do that. You have to get a Robert Pattinson and do a, a darker change. You got to make them look over here now because it's my Batman, not Christopher Nolan's yeah. Batman. So right. everyone that is skeptical, those are all the people that were like, Heath Ledger is going to be Joker? What the hell? And now all those dumb people are like, no one can ever play Joker ever again because yeah. Heath Ledger oh. did too well. You know, like it's. What, what do you call him playing uh, the Riddler is going to be dope because that motherfucker, man, like if you've never seen Swiss Army, man, that motherfucker, oh, like yeah. It, yeah. it just like it, that movie hits and you're just like, <laughs> I love it. It's just like and it's like you could just see how dark that motherfucker can go. And that's why I'm ex- one of the many reasons I'm excited for that. OK, let's dive into the night house. Uh, Josh. Hey. You have the the honor of reading the the plot summary here on IMDb. Okay. A widow begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. What a dick. I, this okay we're gonna do this i mean we usually do this we're not gonna spoil this we'll talk about it a little bit especially with how new this is and how many lists this is on um this movie was actually kind of impressed how little they kind of tell of it in any of the trailers and how mm-hmm. like they're very vague and they just kind of use this really creepy atmosphere that this movie like has like you know going over it the whole time and just kind of using that to sell this movie. And man, like I had seen this movie pop up on so many lists. Like this was on so many, Fred, you were one of the people who I think would said so much about it, but this movie is like, I feel like this movie is going to be in like even 10 years going to be like one of those, like look back at like this decade kind of like already we're in 2022. This movie is so impressive on so many levels. Like it's technically shot, awesome it's like the sound design's fucking dope the like the score as well watching it today i was like it is like uh it 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 literally raised the hairs on my neck like just yeah the score in the background just like 
there's nothing going on this the slow burn of it but then added with that like amazing yeah. score i was just like they again it felt like just brush strokes artistry yeah. Yeah. like happening all over this so much uh I, attention to detail and i forget what the yeah. fun fact is but the thing with the score i think they said something like they properly produced it where they had like high ends and low ends to keep switching to show the reflection of like what's going on too yeah like everything's like yeah. just a mirror of yeah how you should feel when there's i'm like what the dude, fuck that's great <laughs> that's dude, insane also i'm not someone who often picks up editing this movie might be the best edited horror movie i've ever seen like the editing in this movie is so fucking crisp because of like especially towards the end where it's just like you're just cutting in these like perfect transitions in these shots where you're like what the fuck like the the falling down the scene stair like uh falling down the stairs scene is just like how it like pops out and everything like that it's just like that i couldn't believe i was just like going holy shit this movie is edited like perfectly it's like right perfectly like it's set up so much like i can see this guy doing like uh dave bruckner uh directed this i can see this motherfucker doing like m like dr strange type movies like that's kind of what those sequences felt like right they're like we like having these optical illusions that that just are pulled off so well because of the editing in this film like yeah. i love the editing it just it made me so like it I was impressed I, I, I loved me. I loved going in not knowing anything. Like I was just like, oh, it just came up. And as soon as it came out, I was like, okay, I'm just watching this. I, I think I asked to do this on the show like back when it first came out, but it just kind of I don't know what the hell happened. Who cares? Yeah. Um but not knowing and then you uh the way they kind of unfold this story so slowly to you, like the slow burn yeah. of like uh you as an audience member like on the journey to figure out what the fuck is actually going on in her life yeah. and uncovering all this is uh it's done so freaking well and yeah. um like so slow as well you th you think the her husband is this terrible guy then you think he's a terrible guy for doing this then you think he's a terrible guy because you think he did this then you think then you think he did this yeah. and you're like what the fuck and then by the end you're like wait what the fuck did he do this? Did he do this? And then you're like asking questions. You're trying to uh, figure it all out. And yeah. it's just, wow. It, yeah. yeah it's, I loved it. I, I, it's so weird for me at this point. And I, it's actually like super impressive. Um, when you have a horror movie that literally has nothing being like, uh, you know, told about it. I don't know where Freddy went. Freddy disappeared. Um, <laughs> I thought yeah. uh her best friend the her the the blonde friend I thought she yeah. was somebody else the whole time but she's uh I I know her from Barry like Barry's girlfriend from that yeah. show Barry or whatever I'm like oh right I don't know why I thought she was someone else but hey whatever I yeah. I just got I got to bring up how insensitive all her, oh, dude, her friends is suck. in this yeah her friends suck so the bad like so yeah. fucking like tone deaf and like the worst friends ever and every question they asked was just like really really yeah, you people <laughs> I, I, if someone has a traumatic incident happen to him you don't go to a bar with him and then start asking him like horrifying details like the week after a horrifying event happened like it's like 
Yeah. It, it like we're not spoiling it, but it, it would be like you you had a loved one like say your grandmother died and then like the next week you went to the bar with your friends from work and they're like did your like grandmother like get fucked to death by a horse or like how did your grandmother die that's like that's the insanity of the shit they were saying to this lady and honestly i my grandma i went uh to my grandma's funeral and the next day i had screener passes to see hereditary so and i went <laughs> so yeah yeah that's me uh, uh, but oh, i didn't man. know it was about bad grandmas i'm like that's not my grandma my grandma was a yeah. saint yep Yep. Oh man, uh, <laughs> Freddie. I, I have to say, like when um, you kept getting into this, and, and and you said you've seen it like three or four times. It sounded like right. Um. Yeah, I've seen it way too many times at this point. <laughs> but I, I, to put a preface to on this, this is my favorite movie of last year. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely understand that, man. Like after like everything that we saw in that, how much the last couple of years have been weird for horror. I mean, they've been weird for film, right? Like because of the like everything and yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel when are we gonna get that? Because like I know a lot of the movies that we were waiting for had time different. You know, they had to put it on right. hold. COVID, blah blah blah. This that whatever. It, are we past that bubble? Is this just no. like we're are, we're not, not getting close. those? Yeah. Okay, so like, yeah. well, so no, Morbius not the COVID just bubble. Just, back. Oh yeah, I heard yeah. that actually. Morbius, uh, that movie though, I I'm I, I was watching a YouTube video about that today. I am thoroughly convinced that has more to do with them. They they just made Morbius and then they went like with no context at all to the Marvel or yeah, MCU they might be adding scenes and yeah, adding more context true. to uh, yeah. how well, it's going to tie in. I think. Well. Michael Keaton was talking about shooting scenes in that movie in fucking November, and it was That's supposed true. to come out this month. So it's like, um, yeah, which is and scary so to that's hear so, for like a production. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, you're oh, doing reshoots. But that's, doing that sounds like Sony movements. to a T. Like, yeah, which is yeah, bleh. that's true too. And you guys hear <laughs> yeah. what the new uh, the start date for that movie is now? Uh, it's April first, which yeah. is <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you is ever do that? Like, are you sure? <laughs> it's like, are you yeah, sure? like. Let's put something out. Dude, April 1st has, over the last, you know, 25 years, has become the worst day. I, like, the internet's always kind of the internet. But, like, that That's fucking fair. April 1st is, like, just this stupid shit you see. You're just like, nah, man, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm good with all that. Um, the, what, like, this movie, it, it there are aren't many things about this film that I didn't enjoy. Like it, I, the, like the, the, like the acting was top notch. This, like everything, like the, the directing, everything about it. And like, I, it's one of those movies where I think I'm going to keep thinking about because like, like you were talking about earlier, Freddie, it doesn't, it doesn't hand everything to you at the end. Right. It like, it, it kind of lets you sit there and go, huh. And like, think about, because there are things that happen towards the end of the movie that definitely don't get explained at all. Like they're very like you kind of have to sit there and like interpret it your own way. You have to interpret why this like driving force happens at some point. And it like it can be take it feel like it could be taken more literally. 
And I also can go back. There are like we talk about the connecting it to social issues and to connecting it to like things. Again, we'll go back to antlers. Antlers and the 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 monster is like the the what drives someone to to beat a child or abuse a child, right? And there are elements of that in this movie where you have what is driving someone to commit do something that like would a sane person do this, right? And that's the kind of thing where you were using these other elements of a horror uh, movie and going, okay, we're going to hide special, like meaning behind this other stuff. And you, people are going to be like, oh, going to go and enjoy it anyways as a horror and a piece of art instead of just being a, um, a monster movie or a ghost movie. Right. Right. I think one of my favorite lines in this movie in general is, um, did I really know him? And I feel like that's a very powerful yeah. thing too, because it's like, do you really know any what people are going through inside their own minds, yeah. right? They can yeah. seem to be like the happy person. She even says, without spoiling too much, it's like, I was the unhappy person. I was the one that had yeah. like these dark thoughts. I didn't know that he yeah. had that too. And that's the thing about like mental health. You never really know what's going on with someone's life, even though you're like their partner, you've been with them for several years. You don't know what goes beyond the wall of their mind, essentially. Um, yeah. People can be going through their own stuff, even if you completely know them. People are icebergs. They've always been. You only see the tip of it, and there's so much going on that a lot of people will never find out about. Well, and yeah, Ryan it's... and I say this a lot in in the show, like uh, like leaving it up to our minds in movies as well, like flipping it mm. on its head a little bit. But like when they cut away or they don't show the gore or the monster or whatever, and they leave it up to your mind to kind of fill in the blanks going to be 10 times scarier you're going to remember it a lot more because you're the one that made it up in your head like him and i uh going back and re-watching um what better watch out and we both oh, yeah. thought the like that home alone scene was so gory in our heads but then when we went and re-watched it again this year for for the show we were like wait a second they didn't show a thing but i i it was this weird thing. We both remembered it being so gruesome and it wasn't at all. So yeah, yeah. like your head is a fucked up place. Yeah. <laughs> I I always say my two favorite horror uh, theater experiences of all time were Blair Witch, mm. the original Blair Witch in 99, yeah. and then uh, Paranormal Activity, like the first one. The one to one of those midnight screenings of the, that movie oh, where it yeah. was just like, People are losing their goddamn mind. And I did too, that, and it was yeah. It, but that also, you know, so when good. you're in a, a, a theater experience where everyone is affected or you know re overreacting, or it adds to the whole experience. Like I just went and saw Spider-Man yeah. in IMAX, and the whole theater, the whole theater was cheering in certain parts, yeah. and that just like it it adds to the whole. Oh my god! Like you know, yeah. that, that's, that's one of my I favorite love the movie theater movie experience. experiences. Oh my yeah, God. yeah it's, it's so great. It, Gives me goosebumps. Yeah. It's yep. I, I mean, that's why like I've fallen so in love with Alamo Drafthouse because of their like they're like protecting that. Like that's their whole like purpose is like protecting that experience where they're not telling you not to go in there and cheer and like you know, but they're telling you don't go in and be an asshole and get on your phone because we're gonna kick your ass out because that's not what like what this movie? is about. What was that movie we watched uh, about that? weird killer in the theater i totally forget what it was oh called. uh oh the last cinema or oh the last was that what it is or no, no yeah no, last, yeah, last yeah yeah because yeah. the the guy that was the theater that he grew up going to he felt like that theater in itself needed a love letter to it 
And then shortly after he made the movie, it ended up closing its doors for good. And it's like, uh, so, you know, like that's a set it, for me. I, the, I, ha, I hold. Yeah, exactly. Like we, I hold it in such high regard, just like the whole experience going to it, having some of my short films uh, like on the screen at that like nostalgic theater in Calgary here. Like if if the plaza ever closed down, I would be so sad. And like COVID is pushing these like small little houses in so many different cities across North America to close. It's so sad because like the next generation isn't going to have this like love that we all have for the, the movie going yeah. experience because yeah. Netflix and all these other things, it, they're, they're growing up like knowing that's the experience on your couch, which isn't a bad thing. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, it's there's there's just something about it. Yeah, and that's why it's, I'm okay with the hybrid model of like what HBO Max did. It's like, all right, yeah, you can watch it in theaters if you feel unsafe, or you can watch it in theaters still. Give the yeah, option; take, it makes it more accessible for everyone around, which I'm all for. Yeah. It's great, especially right now. Like that yeah. is a, yeah. a responsible thing for them to do, and it's a high five moment to to Warner Brothers and HBO. Like that, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I dude, I am perfectly happy with things like you know like Halloween kills coming in and like was being on like Peacock, Peacock and, yeah. and do, does the same thing. And that like, it just so many well things. In theaters. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, again, that's the advantage of making a $10 million film instead <laughs> of like, like, you know, whatever. I mean, we talked about malignant, which was still insane. A $60 million fucking horror movie in, in 2021, which is like, what? you're like, fuck man. What? Like, cause we, we go back so and crazy. it's so, it's so rare in like whatever, like uh, Dead in Santa Carla was doing a werewolf m- movies uh, like last month, and they uh, one of the ones they did was The Wolfman, which was oh, they right. gave that movie they gave that movie a hundred million dollars, and you're like, what the oh fuck God. are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And it's like that shit doesn't happen anymore. Like Malignant being sixty million dollars is fucking bonkers. Like, yeah, bonkers. And so like. It's because Blumhouse came out and was like, no, this is the new model. You make a yeah. max $9 million film and then yeah, you turn yeah. a profit. And like, that's yeah. the new, everyone's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. oh, look over here what he's doing. We got to copy that because it's working, right? I, I want to know. That. Indies are doing such a good job too with a smaller budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it brings a it, lot new, uh, especially like now with like COVID and like the pandemic, it's giving a lot of the indie filmmakers a spotlight on their films because those are the ones that are constantly coming out and there's not a huge abundance but, of movies coming to theaters. Do, but do the, you guys know the how technology, much... though, like his, it, the, the gap, there's like a heat, the gap isn't huge. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the gap is closing. YouTubers have like cameras that mm-hmm. are better than like most you know, indie houses are using for their creation. So it's, I forgot yeah, it's... what the movie was called, but it was like shot all on iPhone too. And it was like, um, it was like a site. Yeah, was that, I think, uh, wasn't that like, didn't the guy, the Korean director who did like old boys, like some Korean oh, director right, did yeah. something like that too. Yeah. It, so it's like a lot. Do you guys know what the budget of the night house was? Do you, you either one of you looked it up? Like 12 mil or something? I, I don't know. No, no. Hmm. no. $50,000. Fifty thousand. Oh, that's right. It got it got bought for Searchlight for twelve million after I think Sundance. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's where I heard the twelve. Fifty thousand dollars, and it's just like you go and look at this movie. It makes sense because it's another. Again, we 
you you do what you can with your budget, right? And what you have and what the assets, and you can do so much with this little budget. Just as so long as you have do, people. How much do actors get paid if a movie's only fifty thousand dollars? Like, because Rebecca much. Hall, what we were talking about, yeah. like, where do we know her from? Like, she was in Iron Man three. She was in the town. Like, she's not like. Right. You know, Godzilla versus an Kong. unknown like, actor, yeah. but like to be in a movie that has a budget of fifty thousand. But it it also goes to show that she she had this movie on her shoulders and fucking knocked it out of the park right. too. Like yeah. you could tell there, it was a passion project for her. It's such a heavy thing, but it felt real coming from her. Like yeah. her tears, her anguish, her everything. You know, like I I'm at the same time you know, being there uh, consoling my sister who's now a widow because of cancer and shit, right? But to see it firsthand and then in a character like day to day and I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like she is, this is another level of acting. Yeah. The, the, I mean, dude, the scene early on where she turns on that like, she's a teacher, we're not spoiling anything. She's a teacher and she has a teacher, uh, a parent come in mm. and the parent wasn't like, like terribly wrong. Like this, her kid was out the day that she was supposed to, or the, he was supposed to give some speech. And then like the teacher wasn't there when he, when he was supposed to re give it. And the kid got a C and the mom just came in and was like, Hey, you know, oh, you, that's you weren't here. It, and like the way she turns it and is just like, goes from like, I'm this happy teacher into this fucking like, fuck you. You don't have any idea what the fuck is going on with my life. And just, it's just like, oh man, this lady is not fucking around. And it's, it like even, all the way up to the finale where they like, you, you, you get this real tense finale in the acting. Like you said, Josh is just, she just fucking kills it in yeah. every single scene. And like, it's really like there's four actors in this. There's more actors like listed and whatnot, but it's really like it's really her and then like her friend Claire is in it and then the, the, her neighbor Mel. Um, is that the guy who played the the guy in all the Half-Life? The, he looked exactly like the, the dude who's like in all the Half-Life games. The, the, I know he's uh, the, the publisher in, guy in the Daredevil, the Marvel series, yeah. which is kind of cool. yeah. Man, I, had... I can't wait for that to come back. By the way, but yeah. oh hell yeah, uh. dude! <laughs> over the over the holidays, my my one of my mom's friends came over, and she was telling this story to someone because uh, she's a, a school teacher as well. She's been a school teacher for like twenty years or something like that, and she yeah. had a similar situation. She was telling this story where this like really she didn't find out until after, but he's like a really really well off guy so he's super entitled whatever but her his son ended up getting like again like a c and he assumed that his son uh deserved an a and came in just like that scene and yeah she uh she said how she uh disarmed him was got really close to him and made him really uncomfortable and was just like <laughs> like totally disarmed him and was just like you like, the way she told she was telling it to me really yeah. close like that too and was just like uh and then after the told him exactly what the, the thing was and he got so uncomfortable that he was just like you're right i feel so i feel so bad and then he just like ended up walking out and like the grade was what it was and, just like the scene i'm like wow like to hear 
I, I totally forgot this yeah. scene was a thing, but to hear that firsthand yeah. that I yeah, this is what teachers have to fucking put up scene. with. It's so yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, my, I have oh, this is my funny version of that. I had a math class in college, and the like the last class before the the uh, final, the professor's like, if you're getting an A, you don't have to take the final. I was getting a B and had like a like a Spanish or a calculus or something like it wasn't calculus. It was like a Spanish test or something the next day, computer science. And so I went to the, his office hours. So I was like, hey, I'm getting a B. Can I just, you know, have a B? And like, because I didn't want to take the final. And he goes, okay, you could have an A. <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, what? I'm like, yeah, give me an A. I'm like. I ain't gonna, I'm not complaining about this. And it, oh, okay. it just reminded me of going in and like going, yeah. So, okay. So like we, like this movie, like it's there. I don't know how much more we could praise it without like spoiling it. So we'll spoil it in here in a second. But man, this, this film is, I went out and bought it for like $9.99 on iTunes because like, I was like, I know, I like, I just had this feeling that this movie was going to be as good as it, was, as it was, and I'm glad I did it. Like, so like a ten buck purchase yeah. or something that you can watch forever or whatever, and it's just so well done and so like, <laughs> when you have people passionate about horror and take it seriously, it just you can get such cool art and such cool films. Like, we've been talking about it for over an hour at this point, and the just everything i mean there's everything in this movie they like david bruckner just fucking killed it and i don't like I, I don't know if i've looked at it like this guy has done a lot like he directed part of uh vhs vhs the original he did the ritual which is fucking Fantastic. awesome I, oh, right. yeah Beautiful. another great yeah, movie I, about grief and depression basically too yeah well that and that that movie had a lot to do with like and it reminded me a lot of antlers because of the setting right. of like you know isolation right. and like whatever the monster design um, is great in that too yeah yeah oh yeah it's fucking wonderful you're like i want more of this but you don't really want more of it because if they would have done any more of it it would have been like too much yeah it was just yeah. Well, right it would have it was perfect yeah it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have looked as good it wouldn't have been as cool again you can't give us too much hide shit I mean, kind of like we, uh, I mean, I just watched another movie and there there was a kind of a cool monster design in it. Uh, Freddie, I think you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, but they kind of showed way too much of it in, in the film and like, and you're just like, hey, you guys want to have been better off just not showing as much of right. it. It kind of reminded me sometimes. of like, yeah, it kind of made Ronnie the liquor in the Resident Evil movies. Or which... like the alien in Signs. Because Signs <laughs> is a fucking great movie until they show the alien too much. And then you're just like, oh, fuck. This is like actually kind of lame now. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it was a side note. I mean, going off track. My wife and I have been watching the Resident Evil movies, the Paul W.S. Anderson movies. Mm. And I, that, watching those movies, I'm like, I don't understand why these movies are shot the way they are. Like, they, the, they're they feel like PG 13 movies because they were with, supposed like, to. And then, but like they don't have any blood in half of them. Like you get into like the fourth or fifth one and you're starting to see a little more of it, but like there's not much violence. It's just like Mia, like Joel nipples Bobby. hanging out. Yeah. Well, hanging out. She's, uh, they're, she's Paul's married to the director. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. Another actor combination with uh, his hot wife and he just keeps making movies. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Go watch this fucking movie. It's fucking dope. Um, 
I'm sure it'll be appearing on like more like streaming services in the next couple months. But like, I sure hope so. This... I feel like it's a movie a lot of people should watch. I think it's something yeah. that's very important to understand and watch. Yeah. And it yeah. has a lot of rewatchability I, I... too. So I'm glad that you bought it yeah. because you can go back and get something new every time. Yeah, it's just beautifully shot. I I don't like if you're a type who wants to watch like cheese horror movies though and like gets pissed off at like serious stuff i would you'd be the only type that probably wouldn't like i was i tell a recurring story about going to see it comes at night in a theater mm. oh my and god this, i did too and like yeah this drunken ass <laughs> this drunken asshole is in my theater making comments like the whole time during uh, the trailers because it I wasn't at alamo and it was like four o'clock on a Friday and this motherfucker was wasted. And when the movie started and he said something, I told him to shut the fuck up. And then like, I was like, shut the fuck up. And then when it ended, the first thing I hear is, that guy told me to shut the fuck up over <laughs> that. And it's like, it, it's like, oh it's God. that kind of shit. It's like, this movie has that like artsy, you know, like introspective kind of look about all these serious issues we're talking about so like it, that's the only people i would suggest if you don't want serious takes in your horror this probably isn't for you but everyone else it should be so go yeah. watch it go watch it um it's a good okay. movie yeah it's, it's wonderful yeah. um yeah it's beautifully shot everything okay let's get into this um so this movie starts off uh we have our main character who you don't really know much about her, right? You like at the beginning, you know that she's grieving. Um, she's going, coming home from a funeral, which you later figure out is her husband's funeral. Um, she's a school teacher, and you don't really like know much. Like, it's very like visual storytelling for a lot of it, right? It's very like you're getting. I think that's why I like it on such a, a higher level because the it's visual storytelling, which I always kind of go more towards anyways but when you have a filmmaker that can actually film stuff and make it look good especially at night too like yeah. they use yeah. dark to like really well. yeah to like make you feel uh i don't know cl more claustrophobic from the darkness and like all the negative space is like really ominous because it's like otherworldly stuff and the, yeah. the use of like that prop uh, with the like things in it, whatever. Like it's it's all. I guess now knowing it's only fifty thousand dollars, but it was everything was so in intentional. It felt, but like done yeah. at such a high level, I, right? I feel like they probably shot like a lot. Like they used a lot of their budget running this house for whatever. Like they probably shot this in a f quick amount of time. We talk about fifty thousand dollar budget. You don't have a lot of shooting time for that. Um, uh, but. They just probably it, it kind of feels like so either someone owned this house and they just like left everything in it like the, all the books right. and like all the things and I the one thing I do have to ask though like I wonder like that house in the woods like that they were how, what building yeah that, like yeah I, I wonder what that really was and like it was because again with the the fucking the how well this movie was shot and edited you don't fucking know what was there what was not there and like. I wonder if they just put a couple of like wooden staircases together and just That's like true, because I feel like it's you don't see the complete house from the inside. Once we yeah. see that house, we just see the reflection of the same house in her dream sequence yeah. or reality of yeah. whatever was going on. But yeah. when she actually goes to the house, it's literally just the tarp is over it and then we just see like mm -hmm. the downstairs and one other room. So I'm sure yeah. they got away with a lot of stuff with that budget just yeah. showing that kind of yeah. stuff. And we don't need you, it. That's we what understand. Yeah, you know, dream sequence is like that is her house. 
Yeah. Well, it, it's so like, and it's so mysterious. Again, again, this is a thing. We'll keep saying it. The fucking human mind is way more fucked up than you showing monsters, ghosts, like anything like that. Like you, I, most people are like, I know me, like my mind could go, oh yeah, this is like, like way more fucked up than it, like it really is because your mind goes to some fucking dark twisted places for this shit. Cause you just go, oh, humans are fucked up and this is a horror movie. Yep. So, um, and so you basically you walk into this movie and then the the wife comes home from the the funeral of her husband. You don't know anything, um, and then you go back to the. Uh, she goes back to school real fast. Like they have like or they're like parent teacher conferences like at the end of the year or something like that. Is I think what it seems like because that goes back to the the uh, the the parent coming in, which is going to happen in a second. Like the wrapping up the school year basically. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like. It's like the week after school. Like the her friend goes, "Why did you come back already?" She goes, "I had to enter some grades." I'm like, this woman just obviously is just trying to distract her mind from sitting in this house that her husband built. hand built. Yeah, yeah, and is like obviously every dripping memory of this like house. And it's like when you spend so much time and they they quote it. It's weird for me because my wife and I have been together about like 15 years at this point also and it's like the same kind of time frame that these two were married and were together so you have that like context of like how long these two have been together and how, how much they've been through together and you go it, it it's that it's that selling point of the storyline where they're like you, you talked about it earlier freddie how what do we know what do we know about what is truly going on how many yeah yeah and and how many how much even the people you love, it, there's no one in this world, no one, that is a hundred percent accurate with. Like, I mean, I, I'm honest with everyone, right? Like, there's always something going on in your head. You're saying things. Your brain's saying things. You're like, you have your own doubts. You have your own fears. You have your own like insecurities that are in there. In no matter what you are with that, and how much you share that, and how much you are there, it, there's stuff in there that you're never. No one is saying every single thing like that out loud, yeah. even to their loved ones, right? Um, the only person that knows you is you, and that's it. Fully. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, even, fuck, man. How many people even know their cells that well? That's true. Really, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you go back to, like, things, go back to high tension. Like, that, that, that character doesn't even know she's so in love with this woman, and so, like, that she fucking snaps. And it's that same kind of thing. Like, you don't, like, how do you... Denial is a powerful fucking drug, man. Denial is a fucking powerful drug. And that's kind of like that that important thing there. And it's kind of this like you don't know for so much of this film is what is going on with denial? What is going on with a ghost? What is going on with all this stuff, right? Right. And I think um, that's what's great about Rebecca Hall's character is that she already has that internal conflict where we see her going back to school immediately. And then we also yeah. see her get rid of his clothes pretty fast too. That's something that most people yeah. would do like way later down the line because they want to yeah. keep that in and hold on uh, just to have that connection with that loved person. And then now we see her being haunted by his presence and feels like he's there. So she can like yeah. let go so easily, but she also holds on and becomes very obsessive about his life and doesn't want to yeah. let go at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's that internal conflict that she has in her own mind of wanting yeah. to know more, but also trying to move on at the same time. And it's very real yeah. and raw and genuine of like, yeah, that's exactly what 
everyone goes through after a trauma. Yeah, it's the very much like what was really driving this person and like it again it's what dark things are people hiding um so yeah so uh rebecca hall's character is beth she uh she's back at school they for some reason go out like drinking afterwards and this is the scene we were kind of referring to earlier where this fucking idiot her friends are the worst they're like (laughs) so like or, or no does that happen after the parent yeah i think the parent teacher conference happens first because that's where you kind of get uh, unveiled what happened to her husband. Uh, the mom comes in and she's like, "Hey, you were here. Like he yeah. missed his assignment. It was, right was going to make it." Yeah, and so I mean, like, I kind of get people were like kind of pissy with this mom, but like, but this but mom just was everyone's uh, th- like tone with her was like, "You're wrong." And this is what it yeah. actually is. And this is how you should act in this moment. And she's just like okay with all of that like me as like an outsider looking in on this conversation i was like fuck you fuck you right, and yeah. fuck you. you're all the worst like what are you saying yeah. no i mean we <laughs> go to the we're gonna do the mom scene first okay josh well the uh, mom yeah, but like yeah she can go fuck herself too <laughs> like she was just trying to look out for her kid and she, like she was like who knows if this kid really was ready to come in and do this presentation again but like yeah it kind of everything got off track and when the woman kind of pushes her her character. She goes, "Hey, guess what? Uh, my husband just went out in a boat in our lake and blew his brains out." And she, it's so fucked up. She's just like, and it's like, or whatever. Right. She she like gestures it, and you're like, "Oh, this this lady is like going for it." You know, it's you, you get it as like she's like she's suffering right now, and like she wanted to make this woman feel bad because she made her like, she made her say it out loud. Really? Right. She right. made her Force kind her of talk about it. Yeah. The story. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, okay. You want to hear about it now? Feel bad, bitch. And I think, I think that like the, my favorite part of that is like, she's like, she's like, okay, you can, he can have an a, and the mom's like, no, no, he's fine. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I, even I knew he wasn't gonna get an A from this one assignment, but like, yeah. Um, and then this is the drinking, and she goes out drinking with her teacher friends, including uh, uh, Sarah Goldberg plays Claire, which is kind of like her main, her kind of like main. Uh, she's her a ride or die bitch. Yeah. She's a ride or die she's bitch. The support right? system, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that's what she pretty much represents. The thing that's kind of holding her to stay and continue yeah. and fight. See, she also put her foot in her mouth a few times. But unlike everyone else at the table, she apologizes right. instantly and goes, "Oh my God, I'm so insensitive. I totally yeah. didn't mean it." And her, she's like, "No, no, no. Like we're we're fine. Like seriously." But everyone else can yeah. can die. There, I, I liked her character. <laughs> okay, she generally cared for um, Beth. She she seemed like yeah. she was very empathetic. Totally. She, and I, I felt it when she's like, "I love you." When she like leaves for that dinner, um, yeah. And I was like, "Damn, that's like really nice." And, she, and I was like. Every time I watch this, I'm like, say it back. Say you love her back. And yeah. she doesn't. She <laughs> yeah. just leaves. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. But it's like, I get why you're not saying it too. Yeah. She's well, it's so weird because it's like like it just shows how how like self-centered people are. Like the the friends are like or the the coworker. I'm not gonna call them friends because right. it really seems like co- Claire's yeah. And she's like, they're asking her like 
did he the one guys i think it was the guy one of the guys was like did he leave a note and you're like you don't fucking ask that like anyone anyone who's been affected by suicide like directly that it's not something that you like i mean especially right this close to the situation yeah, like, where you're like a just week happened. out we just buried him and yeah. now hey yeah. give me all you're, the juicy details right now did he leave a note fuck you you even have the fucking audacity to say that fucking out loud you need to go fucking get ghost fucked to death by <laughs> whatever the fuck thing this was I, I i there's a clip of my one of my buddies is a streamer and he had a like he had some goal for something and he was like his community manager's like oh you're gonna if he does this, he's gonna fuck a ghost. And so he like he had his chair with a green like thing. It was green screened up, and he started humping it. And like I saw that scene at the end, I'm like, all I could think of was that. And I'm like, God damn it, God damn it. Um, but ghost yeah, so you kind of figure, yeah, you see, so you kind of figure out at this point, like she she's kind of you know in this really bad situation, like mentally because all this shit happens, and then we kind of start like diving into like what was really happening. Um. She starts having weird like visions slash like it's I, I I start wondering if this a lot of this was like at this kind of middle section of the movie is very like sleep deprivation right because like if you ever like get real 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 sleep deprived like this and you're like you don't know if you're awake or like dreaming and it's I love those dream sequence parts though like where yeah she falls asleep. And then weird shit's happening, and then you figure out that it's in her dream. But then she goes yeah. in through the door, sees herself, and that's when she wakes oh, up. So good, so yeah. satisfying, so, so satisfying. My God, yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. That cut in there, oh. and then the cut down the stairs. It's just it, the editing in this movie is fucking. I was yeah, yeah. like at that it, part, it, I was it, like. Oh damn! This it's is mind boggling. Yeah. This is next level. Yeah, this yeah, is really fucking. Yeah, cool. it just like turns to her yeah. on the couch and turns back to the door, but the door oh. just—it's still moving it's open. Still, like yeah. she ah. opened the door, but she's gone now. Like what? Yeah, I'm so, so confused. Cool. Uh, she starts chugging. I think it was rum at some point, and <laughs> you're like, "This, this is like that's another thing." Like you start getting talk about like you know going into abusing substances when you get depressed, right? right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's and. Her husband has demons and you start going, is there like this reoccurring thing there where like it was this guy was like had his own. I mean, obviously he had his own demons, but his demons are the thing that are really like brought into as a horror movie. Right. Instead of like a drama or something like that. Um, I, I, Another movie I kind of thought of while I was watching this was uh, I See You. I don't if, if you've seen I See You, which had a uh, hell uh, not what's her what the fuck is her name? Um, I see you, but it, no, not ice. I see not ICP. <laughs> God damn it! No, God damn it! It had a. Uh, it has a uh, fuck. It has Helen Hunt in it. I love fucking um, with you, Rod. I know, I know oh, you do, especially when I'm trying. Yeah, I've not seen. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very. It has a very, very like you kind of go in expecting one thing, and this is more of a. Th- the ICU is more of a thriller kind of thing, but um, I remember ICU. Yeah. Yeah, but it had that same kind of weird, like haunted feeling for a portion of the movie, which this movie does have. Way less um, twisters than I wanted, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun movie though. No, I just that, like, meant nobody Helen hunts in it, and come on, twisters <laughs> the best movie ever. It's F five. It's F5. the thumb of God. Just it's the fucking, thumb of God. Just tie a belt. 
We'll be fine. <laughs> we're, we, our limbs will not get torn off oh. in the middle of a tornado. No worries. Yeah. That's a wicked movie, too. But I, uh, I still, still love that movie. So this movie has, like, it starts going, it's very trippy for, like, the second, and uh, kind of like this, like, really going into the second and third act is very trippy because you don't know, and uh, sleep depression deprivation drinking and like sleepwalking just, like sleepwalking yeah sadness all this shit right, right. what was the um, word last week you couldn't say <laughs> i don't remember dude it's something <laughs> i couldn't say and it's a reoccurring thing rod can't talk which is a real great thing to be not being able to do on a podcast but um the uh deprivation <laughs> deprivation did i say deprivation no, I'm just i don't fucking, fucking know you again dude. yeah <laughs> yeah um so we, it all goes in like you're you're she's seeing shit. We're talking about the the crazy scenes of her like waking up and seeing things and not like, like her, her doors are on open. Top of the water naked, like yeah. I, that kind of reminds me a little. Did you guys see uh, last night in Soho this year as well? I like, did. We're, I've not seen it yet. Yeah. So like she goes to sleep and then it, it started reminding me of uh like the library scene where then all of a sudden they're in the library too, right? So oh yeah. She can't get away from the, yeah. So like it was that I don't know like. A lot of people have a lot of things wrong with Soho, but you know the vibes of that movie were pretty fucking cool, and the yeah. music yeah, was, was amazing. So, yeah, it's fun, yeah. but like, I don't know, man. Like, I, yes, there was a horrific ending, but that one's even hard for me to put into the horror genre itself. For me, it felt more just like a a, a classy Crime drama. With, yeah, yeah, but then yeah. you know, obviously, some horrific stuff at the end. But like, come on. Horror? Is it, Matt Smith was in that, right? Or just, uh, let me ask you guys: Do you think the dream sequences actually happened? I I think I I always took it as like that's their like like diving into like the human mind and what was happening. Like I I think she was sleepwalking, right? I think she was sleepwalking and just like kind of wandering around. But like I think that there was like this woman was so 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 going down this like this thing of despair and not sleeping yeah Yeah. not sleeping and drinking too much so yeah we're seeing the world through her eyes so that's what she believed so that's what we are seeing to believe as well but yeah i I, I like that question to be honest because like it really does make you stop in that moment and go wait a second are we to believe this or is this yeah, no, I I like that question. I'm gonna just leave it yeah. as a question because it... that's fair. Because they also give a little evidence that like it did happen as well. But it, it's very yeah. interesting, which I love. I love that they put that there for to have the mm. both perspectives. But um, my whole theory with this whole entire thing too, because I'm with you guys, I feel like we're getting a symbolic look into her mind. Where when she's awake, she's getting very busy with work. She goes back to work pretty quickly. She's either getting drunk or getting like all caught yeah. up in like moving stuff in the house getting stuff all packed yeah. up she keeps herself busy and numbing herself out from actually thinking about the situation but when she goes to sleep she can't escape her own mind to numb herself out so all the yep. thoughts just come flooding in and then that's yep. where we see her actually grieve and stuff like that yeah it's very like it, i don't want to go into the ending yet but like i i that i feel like the ending is completely like if you look at it logically it feels like a very like justific like the mind justifying something so horrible that like with this like weird like thought process because 
if it hadn't like justified it, like this woman would have completely fucking like. There's no way they, they it showed ended. it visually too, though. It was like the yeah the underworld or whatever, like yeah. Stranger Things almost, so you could understand. Uh, yeah. If you were like in the real world or the the other way of thinking Dude, world, essentially, what there were some really fucking dope shots is in twenty twenty one with like red lighting, yeah. like the the her with the red moon, and then like back to malignant and the the mm-hmm. red lighting coming in from that that like right. sign across the street, Very right? Giallo it just type yeah. Lighting. I mean that's a censor man. Too. I, Wait, was there? Re- I don't know. Censor, just that movie Censor. I don't know if you've seen that this year. Mm-hmm. If not, check that one out. That was that was really well. Yeah. Really good. The ending yeah. really yeah. won it for me. Yeah, yeah. totally. It, that movie went, talk about fucking dark places at <laughs> right? the end. I mean, it wasn't as dark as this, but Jesus Christ, man. But the that, fucking someone losing their I, goddamn mind. I feel mind. like there's yeah. some, yeah, like 2021 had more of a, I, I think it's, it's, and that's what I love about time stamping going back and seeing the influence that the times have on movies and the influence uh like covid is is definitely going to have its time stamp on the way and what uh was being made and a lot more psychological movies are being made right now because we're all forced to be by ourselves right now with our own psyche and like i i feel like a lot of the creatives are are going in that direction right now I mean, Host has got to be oh. one of the most important, influential yes. movies that have so happened in the last decade. Wow. And just telling a story in a, I mean, a story that has been told the way they did but and they doing as much as they did. They cranked it up to 11. You could, oh, yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. And they fucking yeah. found that dial yeah, to go up to 11. And All man. via Zoom. I love what they yeah. did. Yeah. Jed Shepard, yeah. uh, Gemma, and uh, Rob, they're all great people and great storytellers. And they showed yeah. that you can make a movie that's only an hour long and still kill it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, and that's such a like in there. Like Josh and I have a reoccurring thing where it's it's ninety minutes is such a that like sweet spot. And like we Especially talked about that for this genre, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Sky Sharks or not Sky Sharks, the Sharks of the Corn movie. And one of the things that like actually the movie was badly put together all around. But one of the things that like we were actually upset about was it was like an hour and forty seven minutes, oh, and wow. we're like. You're you're like completely not respecting it was our so time. So self indulgent in yeah. every regard, regardless. Yeah. So you couldn't expect them to understand what you know the dark meat to get to take out. You know, like in the editing room, yeah. because it was all yeah. just whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. Um, so this all transitions into basically with all the crazy stuff she's seeing and everything like that. She ends up finding her some of her husband's stuff. And like going through these weird books she finds, they have a, they have a, she also at some point finds a picture, like she's, she's like, I feel like she's imagining her husband's text messaging or she's getting like text messages from him, but it's not like, this is like the dream sequences we're talking about, like, is this real or not? And like the movie kind of like implies, no, she's just making the shit up like in her head because like, like it's what she wants so badly because they, uh. They go in and she opens up her husband's cell phone later on and there's nothing there. And so it's just her like seeing this stuff, like what she wants to see. Um, and it like there's pictures of that look like her, but it's not her. Um, later on, she finds these books and ends up going to this bookstore to like kind of figure out what the fuck her husband was doing and what he was into. 
and she sees this girl that like was there and basically assumes that his hu- her husband was banging this chick. Um, what kind of figures that? I mean, yeah, right. you kind of you, you kind of figure out that they that they suppose that this woman says she she didn't bang him, but she did go out and have some drinks. It even went to her house because she shows up at her house later on. And dude, the way she fucking acts when she meets this chick is just like. It's so well done where she's like, she, this bitch has balls. She's like, put your hair down. Put your <laughs> hair. She's I'm like, in control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But because oh, yeah, she she's kn- very well mannered too that like she keeps like composure very well and be like, I'm yeah. controlling the situation. Well, because what is, what's scarier there? Like her being like that and being that calm is way scarier than her losing her shit, right? Like she is like, She's like, oh, this bitch thinks I fucked her husband and is, like, staring at me dead-eyed. Like, what the fuck is going on? It feels like she's Um, more obsessed with the mystery itself than actually feeling any type of emotion towards it. It still looks like she's still very numb about the whole entire situation. And she's just trying to fill the gaps of, like, why did he commit suicide? And that's the whole thing. It's like, this could all have all been made up, too. Maybe she never even met this chick. She never came over. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, we know now that she's a very unreliable storyteller for us as a viewer. Where we even get that glimpse at the teacher conference with her and um, before the mom walks in, she's on the computer, time skips, and then she's looking at guns. It's like what yeah. happened in between that time? We don't know. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, she see that she just imagined things. Well, she looks, starts looking at her husband's phone, and there's like, there are way too many fucking women that look identical to her. Yeah. Like, like she has that very distinct like jawline. She's like a pretty lady, but like he's got like so many pictures. You go, is this like? Are there really that many pictures of women that look like her? Right? Like, is there like, is this really? Again, you talk about. Is this happening? Is this really? Like, is this real life? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, she might be filling in the gaps of why he would commit suicide. Like maybe he felt guilty yeah. for meeting up all these women, or maybe he, it's well, worse. Maybe he's killing people. What caused yeah. him to fire that gun? Well, She's filling in the gaps for we, herself to understand why. You, you sit there and you go. You start going towards the end of the movie, where like after this like encounter with this woman and like seeing these women, like that's where the like what lies beneath kind of reminding me of like because of the like the ghost kind of like images of like the fucking creepy of like the people just walking into the the like that like the off the cliff and shit like that is just like so well done and yeah. and then that fucking that image that reoccurring image that they use in this movie where they use like the scenery to like. Project this like silhouette of a person that just like follows you is just so well done. But like even the like uh, the normal tropes you're kind of used to seeing in other ghost movies and stuff like the well Paranormal Activity did it really well with the footprints and all that stuff. But like that dock scene where you first get introduced to the what they're capable of doing in the horror ghosty genre, I was like, oh shit, like that was. It was so, I don't know. It, it felt effortless to yeah. to produce or like how it was presented, and it was so just like everything in this movie. Everything was just so effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I have a, like a, we're gonna like I have a question that really came up while while watching this. With so like all this leads into her like finding this house in the woods and. Like that leads to her, like, like you know, whatever her like 
There was a whole reoccurring thing where it's like he, his suicide said, note said there was nothing there, right? Um, there's nothing there, and like implying beyond death, right? Um, and all this leads to her like finding this, this like floorboard broken up, and you finding dozens of bodies. It looks like I mean not dozens, but like you know a lot of bodies under this house. And I start going, and especially after everything we're talking about, it kind of feels like it's a, there's a distinct possibility that like she's imagining all of this because like it's her like oh the only reason why uh, yeah, this guy could be a monster yeah, yeah the justification like and the, there aren't because the other thing that's weird with that is any sane person at this point calls the police yeah right and the fact that there is no police like residence like. And you go back and you talk about the gun thing and it's like, Freddie, it's like, it's like the, there's the gun that like the police had and like she doesn't know about, but like it that he killed himself with. And you're just going like her, what is real to her? It just doesn't feel you don't, you can't tell and you're judging it and like, and you can judge it as like they, they kind of, they go on and like she has this story in her head or like the thing that seems to like, you know, be appearing that when she, she had died, oh, died at some point, died was like her heart stopped beating for four minutes, and this the 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 entity that kind of was in her house, like you know, kind of fucking with her in her own head at least, wanted her back, is what this reoccurring like the justification for so much of this stuff. And you go, well, you don't know it. It could be a ghost. It can't. I mean, it, you could call it a demon at that point. The the movie doesn't tell you. And all that together, you go, well, I mean, none of this is like the only thing that we know for sure is that this lady is unreliable and going through so like, like, I love you said that already, but the unreliable narrator is just such a powerful technique because it, it, it makes you doubt what you're seeing just like she's doubting what she's seeing. Right. right? And I love the symbolic side of stuff. So like my whole theory with like the whole nothing I feel like it is yeah. something of a entity in a way, but more of um, the darkness within ourselves, right? That's always yeah. something that's always going to be there. And her going through his stuff and trying to discover what caused him to commit suicide, she yeah. put that into the darkness whisper in his ear to cause all of this malicious acts that she thinks yeah. is happening. And, yeah. and who knows? Maybe it could have happened. There's a lot of evidence that shows that. But I love how a reviewer's yeah. like, oh yeah, where's the missing police reports of all these girls gone missing? Someone would have like, yeah. investigated this. So I was like, all right, that's a yeah. good point too. But I love the yeah. fact it's like, oh, if I see it as depression or darkness within us, that's something that we kind of see towards the end and we'll talk about it. But well, it's something that's always followed her after she passed away. She yeah. saw or witnessed what death is, which is nothing. So that caused her, it's like, what's the point of living if that's the end of us? So that's something that's always that's, been after her. Yeah. Well, you sit there and you go, again, if you've ever had someone commit suicide, and like, it, like, and this is at a level, like, this is her husband. Like, it just, like, it's so hard for you to understand why somebody would take themselves away from you, right? Like, it doesn't. You're, you can understand, like, intellectually that, like, this person was in pain, this person was this or that, but, like, emotionally, you're just, like, so distraught, and, like, this is on another level because it's this, her husband that, like, had always been, and she, like, you said it earlier, she, 
talked about how she was the dark one, not him. Like yeah. it, it's it goes back, man. You go back to Robin Williams and like what yeah. Robin Williams said about like you know it's always the people who are so like you know sad on the inside mm-hmm. that like are trying to be the bright like light for people, and you can really look at all this is like just being like finding some kind of justification like justification after like all this stuff happened like my husband couldn't do this my husband couldn't kill himself he had to have like he had to have something haunting him that like was making him kill women like you're you're talking about like there were you don't get an exact amount but like there was a lot there were like yeah there were not one or two bodies you get like eight nine ten twelve bodies and i do really like like that's what's so cool about this film though like it could be that like there could be this entity like that she like it just depends on how you think of this this entity that basically came to her husband and goes i want her because she was dead for four minutes and i want her back final destination yeah (laughs) kind of yeah yeah and yeah and to get around it because he loves this woman so much and that's like kind of that thing where you're you're like seeing that you're like he loved this woman so much he was willing to kill all these other women to save her. Like that's like in her mind that just it, it's like that love story in her head like yeah. oh he loved me. I and love that you brought that up because that's literally what I was going to bring up next. It's like I love the such flip a of love story of just saying yeah. like oh yeah he committed all these acts but it's because he loved me. He sacrificed himself because he thought that would protect me. That's what that letter meant. The power of, honestly, like when you find out when, you know, because you're seeing the the whole storyline and like I said, the slow burn, but I I like to use the the term, you're seeing it through a straw because that's what the filmmakers want you to see. It's only what they are literally wanting you to see when you see it. It's through a straw. And when you learn that, I was like, I don't know, Huey Lewis, man. The power of love. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a love like, story. Seriously. Yeah, totally. I mean, one of the the movies that we talked about this year that I I mean last year that we really, really enjoyed was uh uh Possessor, right? <laughs> Possessor oh, yeah. has that storyline where you you don't know what the fuck is happening for half the movie. Again, unreliable. Visual gold though. Yeah. And when you don't know your 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 like you, when you have that doubt with what your storyteller is telling you, it it makes that thing where it's like everything could be like this could th- this movie could be three three different things, four different things, and it could mean something different to everyone like watching it. And that is, it's such a like because that's what is allowing us to sit here and talk about this because it's not simple. It's like it's going well. What did this mean? What what did really happen? Who is and who is like what is wrong with this woman's mind or what really happened and why it's all so many questions you can sit there and talk about and we've been talking about an hour and 47 minute movie and we've been talking for i mean a lot of it was other stuff but we've been talking (laughs) well over an hour now and it's it's that kind of stuff where you go man that's what's so cool about discussing film is because you're like there's so much that you can take out of it and how you see it so I love movies. Yeah, I mean, I do too. It's, it's uh, movies have always been like uh, games. I grew up playing a lot of games, you know, ten, Nintendo going on. But man, like movies have always been that escape where, yep. like it, it's like that thing where it connects to, and and horror is just that. 
again, it's that environment, that world that we like can sit there and, and just fall in love with. And like, whether it's ser- can, like completely serious, like this movie, this movie doesn't have like any, like there, there is very, very little lightheartedness in this movie takes it sub as subject matter seriously. Um, and it just, it, it just gives you that thing to talk about, man. Like, I always think of things like I, I talk about the witch sometimes and I go, man, I watched the witch and I was like on right afterwards, I was watching YouTube videos about like the ending of that movie. Cause it's so whacked out and all the yep. stuff, like the, the stuff in that movie that is just out there. Right. And like, like having that stuff where you're just like, what the fuck? And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't feel cheap, man. Right. Like there's so many, so cheap many people. And- that's one of those movies again, that like uh, the normal audience, normal popcorn audience or Hollywood audience yeah. fucking does not understand and hates, hates yeah. the witch. But people like yeah. us who love yeah. the craft and love movies on just like a, you know, that other level, that's why I have yeah. it tattooed on me. It's like it's it's just one of those, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm just looking it, on the IMDb right now. The Night House is at a six point five out of ten. And I'm just like, yeah, wow. But I get it uh, as well. I understand. Dude, we uh, we talked about uh last year we talked about the stylist because Josh had been following really? that director for a long time. And that movie, it, I don't know if you've ever looked on that on Rotten Tomatoes. It was literally in the nineties by the critics and the thirties for the audience like that's how yeah but like dude i i i said that movie made me feel like i always call like i basically said that movie reminded me if like if you made michael scott from the office a serial killer like is really what like because the like it's this character who is completely socially awkward and i was covering my eyes during that movie because i didn't want to see the the stupid shit she she, had the cringe in that movie jill that fucking movie rules by the way like yeah. she's yeah. Just, like she's she's just a really she's cool a- ambassador of horror in general and yeah like fucking always anytime i can give an air high five to jill here it yeah. is i mean she, she's, so she's a chiefs she's a cool fan person. she's a chiefs fan but besides that I mean, <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah her dude her is her twitter is an interesting experience she's always her like Either like half naked or like like jamming out to Chiefs games. Yeah, and I think it, I have her it, on like Instagram and she yeah she posts some funny yeah. stuff, some <laughs> random stuff. Yeah, but awesome. yeah, it's it's just so cool. You know what? It, it really you guys talked about it, and we really wrapping it up with that. Like it the the environment where you don't you don't want to put a lot of money into anything right now, right? Because you don't know what's happening. It's so perfect for a film like this where you go $50,000 and you just have this fucking Hell movie yeah. that you're just like, holy shit. Because like, like this and even like Halloween Kills, like, like another, it was $10 million to make and it made how much money? It, so this kind of film is such less of a risk because if you, you know, put it out with a decent marketing and whatever, it's going to make its money back. And like, you could do stuff like you couldn't make you for fifty thousand dollars. You can't make an action movie. I mean, you could try. <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna go. Well. But like, and it's just so cool that like, like when you do really, really like, like, like tight, tight constructed films. I think of things like go back to like Room, the 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 Brie Larson movie where she's like yeah. sitting in a fucking shack shack for half the movie, right? Phone booth, stuff or like, that. like that. 
Yeah, phone booth. Another oh, thing where you just such a cool do movie, one though. like yeah, yeah. It, it's just a cool concept, right? And like I love Kiefer. Kiefer is like forever. Yeah. Like I mean, I think I, I to be honest, I I don't know. Um, it that I'm movie. Sorry. I, I I'm just reading this headline. Nicholas Cage cites uh, *Malignant* as inspiration for his portrayal of for Dracula. Dracula. So, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, today. Lo- I I did see that earlier too, but I just like I just saw it again, and I we've been talking about *Malignant* all night and stuff, and I just fucking I love <laughs> Nicolas Cage, and yeah, I can't. Let's see, I, let's can't go I can't wait this. for the I I can't wait for the Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage film. Because oh, so mad. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah, he's so yeah. so, so good. I'm like, cool. That's yeah, yeah. But that well, dude, at- he he's he had a lull in his uh his career. But then he became this like essentially a meme. But yeah. then yeah. yeah, the indie god as well. He's a great actor if he chooses the right roles. But now, again, to be that self-aware of who you are and the type of fame that you have, and yeah, he. I think yeah. if it's management that's also helping him out with these decisions as well, he's got a great team, and that movie is everything i hey, <laughs> dude, heard that. that he was a contender for an oscar for this year i was like wait what for pig and i was like for pig yeah, yeah. Good. oh sick i thought of, i, I need thought to watch it that. for uh, willie's Wonderland i gotta watch because it. he did a really good job there but <laughs> dude <laughs> dude i'll take pig. I, we josh josh and i watching that movie were like man he is like that character is so well done and like <laughs> Not he, one how word. many how many yeah how many big actors like him would go into a film like that and just go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. Like, no lines whatsoever. And, like, that that movie and Mandy and, like... Mandy's and so color- fucking oh, good, color though, yeah. man. Yeah. And Color Out of Space is a... I think is a movie that it, not as many people are, like, whatever about, but, like, yeah. that movie is so cool shot. And another film that had no... One house, right? Yeah. Is, like, the, and the, the one, like, you know location and you just just can do so much without trying to like you're not going to it's not like go either way though like when you have those budget constraints and you feel them in the story you see it yeah like happen like willie's wonderland didn't have as much budget constraints but it still had those and you can see it at the back door it's like oh we can't go past this it's like oh that's where the budget ends right there yeah 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 what it, that's why like it's so important to have someone filming like making those movies and, and being in charge of them and like being that 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 person behind them because if you have a vision and can like keep it in that vision and don't let anything like keep everything super like tight it just enables you to do so much with so little and just like you just have some talented people around you right it's like you don't need to be Justin, uh, Justin, Jack, Zack Snyder making uh, Justice League, uh, the, the you know the Snyder cut for how many like that movie probably cost five hundred million dollars after everything and the reshoots <laughs> and everything like that, right? And you don't need that for this type of film. Like you don't need like right. you just need a location that's cool and you could tell your story in. You need actors who can do what they did, like she did in that movie, in this movie. And you just need people who are passionate and know what they're doing because that's like, that's all that really matters. Like, and the fact that they have, like, this guy's been doing stuff. Like, we talked about the VH, like, VHS, the first one was so good. VHS 2 was really good. I really liked VHS 94. Yeah. Uh, the, the dark, the dark web one was garbage, but these are like, <laughs> it just, it's, 
showing you have these 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 minds in horror that are just so so good. I mean, like Flanagan, man. Mike Flanagan oh, might yes. be the best mind in all of horror right now. I agree. And he's not even he's not even making movies right now. He's just making these fucking series and like and you talk about you talked about a lot about like emotional like impact and what you you're talking about in and Midnight Mass is one of those things that again more about drama or right. trauma and like what it it means to live through that and living through like you get to have like, more character development and stuff when you do a series and I think maybe yeah. he just wants the the room to breathe a little bit more now and potentially yeah. might come oh, back to film who knows I, I, that motherfucker did Hush which is one of my so favorite good. like concept ho- horror films like of the last like ten years he did he. We uh the Ouija board I've never seen yeah, by her the, the prequel he made yeah was pretty awesome. Oculus and great that, fucking movie. Oculus Oculus Doctor is Sleep? fucking so twisted. Good. Yeah, like I need to see the director's cut of that film because I Jerry told me it was like really, really fucking dope. Which one? Doc, uh, um, Doctor Sleep? Uh, Doctor Sleep, yeah. yeah the, it's three the hours, director's cut it doesn't of that film. feel like it. Yeah. It's well paced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would I mean, love you... to see the director's cut because I felt let down by the third act of Doctor Sleep. I felt like all of a sudden, uh, the it was a the studio, studio yeah, came said, in yeah. and was like, "No, you have to Nostalgia. add this and this and yeah. this." Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "I don't feel like those were his decisions." I felt like it felt like two different people because, like the the tone, the pacing, everything was perfect and felt like a, a standalone that was within the the shining universe and then at the end it was like no there's not enough shot what the fuck are you doing do this and this and i was like no come on yeah, yeah. i i can easily I, say mike flanagan's my favorite director right now currently yeah and he's i mean it's his genre of storytelling that's the stuff that i love like you said like the impactful yeah. stuff he's really good at talking about character stories and relationships and how they intertwine yeah. it's important storytelling which i think a lot of people should look at and this is what makes horror such a great genre because he's able to yeah. tell these stories in a more specific way where it's like yeah haunting of hill yeah. house yeah you get all of the ghosts you get the scares but if you look deeper into it it's really about like yeah. family relations Dude. and a lot deeper levels yeah. of stuff Mid- midnight mass fucked me up i was like oh yeah. okay Dude. hold on <laughs> and Bly Bly manor Bly dude is that movie story. when you when you figure out the 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 fucking sad parts of them you're like it, you you try watching that shit and not crying, man. It's like and it so just depressing. hits you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that and then like like that monologue uh, his wife gives in yeah. Midnight Mass is just like perfect. It's oh, like all just the monologues per- and Mike yeah. Flanagan stuff. I'm just like, damn, yeah, this is it, some like poetry. Ma- yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's just so cool to see these directors doing this stuff. Like because I feel like. None of these, like, I mean, Flanagan's getting. I think Mike, Mike also gets more attention than most of the like other guys going in the industry right now. But like, just because of Netflix, right? Because of those shows being right. like, I I went to uh, the Halloween Horror Nights this year, nice. and that uh, the 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 Bly Manor one was the or the Haunting of Hill House. It was the house was the probably the best one there, and it was it was just telling that story without like you context of anything else, right? It's this story in this setting and not like the, the Halloween four one was cool, but like it, it a lot to do with Michael Myers being like cool in that. Right. And so there's just like so much like going around right now with horror and just so good to see these little horror film, like, you know, 
I bet you, I bet you, Nope is going to probably be like, if it nope. actually comes out this year, <laughs> is going to probably be the most expensive. It's probably going to draw the most money this year. Um, but For horror, like, you think? Yeah, I mean, it's either that or it's either that or Halloween ends or like or the, the big ones. Like, Scream, I mean, Scream come on. yeah. yeah, Scream has already got a huge a like great, yeah. following. Uh, ad campaign going on. Everything they do, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. advertisement wise, I'm like, yeah, you guys are killing it. But that. Like That's what I, I was saying. Like, if you're gonna put a, a a a movie franchise in the hands of someone, it that isn't Wes Craven because he was the meta like yeah. god, I guess. These guys uh, are very self aware, and I think they understand what you know. With great power comes great responsibility. Right. And the people like, behind like, with Radio Silence, they know exactly what the fans want because they're actually fans of the franchise. They did yeah. a great job with Ready or Not, which is still one of my favorite movies oh, of all time, too. Love it. And so good. I love yeah. the tone that they're taking with Samira's this new so one. Samira's so good. And I, yeah. that's where like, I'm really excited about like the Night House is where like, David Bruckner seems to be going a very specific route with After the Ritual and then now this movie. And now he's taking on yeah. Hellraiser, and he's already made some like great changes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what his future work looks like. But it looks like he's going to dive I, deeper into like those more impactful movies that have deep meanings. I'm like, perfect. I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you. Uh, it, it it's funny because uh, <sighs> Hellraiser, unfortunately, is not a series that like you're going in swinging with high expectations normally because sure. yeah. man, whoop, 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 they've had <laughs> yeah. They, no, down. no, no. It's it's like this. It goes oh, up and then really down. high, a little, a little like, uh, man, Hellraiser two. If it hadn't gone off the fucking the the rails, it, like in the second act or that third act, like it did, it, it would have been nearly as good. I still enjoy that film, and then everything that happened after you go, uh, and it, it, you can like there is some trash tier trash movies in the Hellraiser <laughs> films, and like you go. And it was like one of those things where you like you had a bunch of films that they adapted to be Hellraiser movies instead of writing these scripts. And so like the tone of the Nighthouse and how well it's done, I I am excited for something that like can you know just go into that like just take what Clive Barker the world Clive Barker set up and just go and just push it and like kind of use that same filmmaking that he did in this and you just go oh man I hope I hope this is good because. Like I think that potential, it, it's like so strong, and man, it's it's it, like, Hellraiser is such a cool concept, and like you could do so much. Like I was telling, I keep won't shut up about Ice Nine Kills, but they have the the new uh, <laughs> album with the 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 uh, Hellraiser song is dope, and like so there's so much going on with it, and so like I, I after watching this, I'm like, man, this uh, I I really think that this is gonna be could potentially be really fucking awesome if it comes yeah. out this year. Um, it's one of those things you go. Is it coming out? Like, look at Terrifier two. Terrifier two still oh, yeah, isn't out. Right. Uh, I thought they oh. which was, yeah, that was another one that was very like 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 budgety and like having issues and COVID fucking destroyed everything. It seems like all the like you know like how they were shooting. So it should be interesting, man. There's a lot coming out this year that like. What is, well before we go shut down, Freddie, what is what is your like what are you looking forward to most this year as we get go into twenty twenty twenty? Twenty twenty two, goddamn it, English. The one that's like most closest right now, obviously Scream. Scream, um, yeah. That's a big one for me. And then of course nope Same. is one that's like 
okay. That's yeah. a person I have to watch out for. I know I, he's going to kill it, so or I hope so. It's going to be an alien alien invasion movie, right? Like it, it's going to be like, like the cast is what excites me too. Uh, let's see if I can pull it yeah. up. Like he got, he's like, got a very interesting Daniel Steven Isn't that Daniel what do you call well. him in it again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like he's Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot Michael like Winscott. yeah. Nope. <laughs> I just, just the one image like, he gave us. I was like, okay, that tells me nothing, but yeah. I'm all for it. Well, Let's go. It just I seems like it's going to ma- be another episode of uh, what the Twilight Zone. Like, especially yeah. like his last yeah. movie. It he was pr- he made it at the exact same time as he was you know producing all the Twilight Zone stuff as well, or the, the host of it, mm-hmm. or whatever he was kind of yeah. affiliated with it. And I felt like it felt like it could have fit in the Twilight Zone, uh, especially how it ended and stuff. Like you could have just put that music on it and I would have been convinced, right? Like, oh yeah, it's just another episode of Twilight Zone, just a little longer because it's the the main guy, right? But hey, I'm I'm all for it. Okay. Well, man, Freddie, it was a blast. Uh, You want to talk about, like you want to go tell people where you can find you you and your content uh, and, uh, so they can come check it out. Yeah, uh, podcast wise, it's a uh, nightlight, a horror movie podcast. That's night with a K, like Knights of the Round Table. Like a yeah, yeah, <laughs> Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, uh, on Green Twitter Knight. is where I like interact the most. Obviously, you know, I'm always on there like almost every yeah. day. Uh, and that's just at Frederick Newti and UTI. Um, yeah, I'll put a link into the show notes too. So yes. I think I love not, horror, like, love talking about horror, love movies yeah. in general. So I'm always constantly doing stuff, but. Yeah, no, yeah. it's always I love talking movies. It was it was a blast having you, man. Yeah, uh, it it's it's being it, on here. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it's always so fun talking to people who just appreciate the like you know, and it. We try to be pretty positive about it, and try to. That's like why we were, we were talking about what how we ended up at this <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so won't <laughs> even talk about yeah. it. I didn't even yeah, get to celebrate exactly. all movies, right? We try to, yeah, yeah, yeah. no bashing. Yeah, I just don't. We don't, don't want to yeah, go in like and just shit all over things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we know how fucking hard it is to make a movie. So, oh yeah, Josh, the whole village. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have murdermoose.com, If I could talk properly, um, we have our murdermoose pod. What? Our Twitter. <laughs> Josh has been doing. Guys, go look out his like his uh, summaries of the episodes on there. They're a riot. Uh, Josh is Josh W R B on Twitter. And uh, I'm Rod underscore Johnson on Twitter and Twitch and all that stuff. And come hang out. Talk to us on Discord or on Twitter. So, okay, everybody. I, Josh, I don't know what we're watching next week. Do you have any ideas? Uh, I, Honestly, it doesn't matter. Because, like. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet we'll something out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure something out. ADHD. We don't have any plans. So, okay, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. And goodbye. Bye.